0: Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing podcast. Today, have a very special guest. And we're going to meet inside the San Antonio JCC because, well, outside, we would have a little bit of competition. So here we go. Hi, everyone. It's me, Ertha, and welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing. Today, I have a special guest. Um, Her name is Shannon, and your last name is? It's Salmon. Salmon.
2: Um, It's S-A-L-M-O-N. But I also answered to salmon because I know salmon is hard sometimes. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Shannon, for coming Thank to you. my show.
2: You're doing an amazing thing. Anything I could ever do to help, I'm so happy you're doing this. Oh, wow.
1: Well, Shannon is joining me. And um, as you know, our session this time, this week, is on Does Mindfulness Really Work? And so, uh, Shannon and I. Uh, we know each other from our children's school and so at a the the parents teachers meeting um i had mentioned to shannon that i I teach mindfulness have a podcast and so graciously i volunteered to be on my show because she says oh oh, you teach mindfulness and so i want to ask shannon so can you tell the audience a little bit about what you do and how maybe you came about with Using a mindfulness. Practice. Um,
2: I'm I'm am I'm currently an attorney, and I work I've worked with immigration, family. Um, as you can imagine, it's um, very stressful. I currently work with foster children, so I represent the state of Texas, and they go in with. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes there has to be legal remedies if mm-hmm. there's severe abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm currently working with uh, child abuse and we see you know, extreme cases. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a high-stress environment mm-hmm. and it just keeps coming. You know? <laughs> like opinion. the post office, just every day you get up and there's more work.
1: <laughs> so you, you see an increase in the number of cases? Would you say? I can't say an increase
2: because mm-hmm. for me I'm new in this position I've only been there I'm um, going on about a year now um, so I'll, I'd have to ask my colleagues if they think there's been an increase mm-hmm. or not um, for me it's an increase um, mm-hmm. because that's not a world that I was working in before <laughs> so for me they just give you some training and put you in there and suddenly you're just dealing every day with all these uh, stressful cases of, of this nature.
1: Wow, yeah. I can imagine, only imagine, the amount of stress with the, uh, the children and the separation anxieties and the trauma. And, um. Yeah, those are all the correct words.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty bad. And then my, co- one part of my coping mechanisms for stress before was I would go home and I would talk to my family Mm. We're you know, we're close and we're, I have I'm blessed with a very loving family. Mm-hmm. Well when I go home now I can't really say, you know, oh well this and this and this and this because it's very, very sensitive mm. topics and mm-hmm. things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So
1: that kinda of took away one of those um, tools that I use to manage stress. And and like in your previous <coughs> previous position. Um, what kind of attorney were you at that time where you could talk to your family and, uh,
2: I worked a lot with um, immigration cases. Mm-hmm. And so while it was very sad, you know, oh. you had a lot of family separation, It you could still talk about it at the dinner table. Oh, you know, we got this for them. We were able to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're fighting this case. And mm-hmm. it, it wasn't the kind of thing that uh, would be so sensitive that you can't mm-hmm. discuss it gotcha. at home. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I can't, you know, the stuff I do these days, I can't be there at the dinner table. Oh, gotcha. guess what happened today. Yeah, <laughs> very confidential. Yeah. Right, yeah.
1: So what's your background with mindfulness? I mean, what was the trigger um, as far as your use of mindfulness, relaxation in your world? Well,
2: I, I was um, thrust into it really unexpectedly because... I was just living my life. Probably a lot of people can relate to this if they've ever had any experience with anxiety or panic attacks. Mm -hmm. You really don't see it coming. So I'm I'm not gonna get too personal, but everybody has had trauma in their life and dealt with things and, you know, we live on planet Earth, which is very far from perfect. So everybody has stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm just living my life and then bam, suddenly I'm having these episodes where my heart rate is elevated. It literally feels like somebody has a gun to my head, but there's no gun there. Mm-hmm. And My body is reacting, just flooding me with adrenaline, and I, I can't function, and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So that unexpected event of those episodes starting led me down this path. So I was, um, I, I sought therapy, and I was in my therapist's office when he told me he was going to put on a, a meditation. I think he called it a meditation tape. Mm-hmm. And turns out it was some breathing exercises. And I thought he was crazy. I really did. <laughs> but the, it, it worked. And, you know, the next thing I knew, I was leaving his office feeling with some, you know, tools in my toolkit. That I could take outside of his office to use when I needed to calm myself
1: and soothe myself. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. Um, I'm wondering how many sessions did you have as far as the, the mindfulness sort of meditation? How many sessions did it take for you to realize you did have a toolkit? well Ertha,
2: <clears throat> when you have an experience like that it, it only took one time i mean i walked in a wreck and yeah. i'm retelling you know i'm in my therapist's office so it's all confidential so i'm telling them everything so in the retelling i'm getting uh, agitated and you know i'm i'm out of control frankly to yeah. be blunt i can't control my breathing um i i'm not i'm not functioning at this point point. Yeah. and i walk out right after that session just calm, peaceful. This is a. This is. Uh, this is the plan. That I, you know. So I knew when you have an experience like that, it doesn't take three or four times to realize this is a valuable thing that I want to learn more about. So, so
1: did you know about mindfulness before you went in? Oh goodness, no, None. no. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought the the therapist was crazy. I really did. What convinced you but to to uh, give it a try?
2: Well, they had been so kind to me, you know, isn't that always the way? So they had a relationship with me and they said, here's something I think would be useful and I'm going to put this on, we're going to dim the lights, you're going to, you know, sit in that chair, find yourself a comfortable position, and we're going to do this exercise. Um, I don't know if you remember that feeling. I'd love to know when you first learned about it if, and if you um, had that similar feeling like this isn't gonna work this is crazy you know the,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it, it's just you can't argue with the results
1: yeah know? yeah so, <clears throat> I'm, so I'll share my story um, but you've you, you mentioned some words that I like to highlight for our guests and they're called mindfulness qualities and you mentioned um, how the therapist was, was like kind yes right yes and and um and so that that kindness is one of my qualities kindness compassion patience and and you're, you're this is like a validation thing and i'm going wow this really works <laughs> 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 because you know when you're teaching this uh-huh you're surrounded by this and then when you when one takes mindfulness classes you're surrounded by people who are practicing and so it's so wonderful to talk with you to hear those those qualities to maybe to educate other people right and how helpful it and is. how helpful it is because um as we were talking um earlier you guys um uh, shannon had mentioned you know how the world needs more mindfulness mm-hmm. and uh you know, I think there's a hesitation uh, for some reason, maybe um, people don't know, or there's that reaction of, this is really crazy. Uh, My my experience, and my audience, they've heard this before, so bear with me, you guys. I know you guys have heard it before. It's okay. Uh, Shannon has I I got into mindfulness because of my son. My son has ADHD. And that wasn't the trigger. It was, the the trigger was, I was, trying to find something that would help her. And in all my research, this mindfulness, mindfulness in the, lit- uh, in the uh, literature, you know, mindfulness, mindfulness, mindfulness. And as a nurse, it's like, okay, mindfulness, but what exactly is the definition of mindfulness? And so I started going down that path and came across courses and I thought, okay, this is good information. So I signed up for a, a class uh, for uh, Mindfulness for Children and Teens, it was a certification class, and it was by Dr. Christopher Willard, and anybody in the mindfulness community knows Dr. Christopher Willard. Well, he brings out, <coughs> he showed us a film by um, a uh, mindfulness uh, um, uh, expert, Dr. Sears, and he did the raising Exercise. The, ra- the raising Practice is where a group of people had in a circle, and these people were um, patients who were in either chronic pain or had a, a disease that they, it was like at the end stage. They were told there was nothing else that could be done. Um, so whatever they had, they were maxed out on medications, they were maxed out on medical treatments. They, they were at the right. point of this is it. Medicine had done as much as it could. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Dr. Sears asked everyone to have oatmeal, and he asked everybody to hold a raisin. And so, you know, they were holding this raisin, and uh, he asked people to look at the raisin, touch the raisin, pay attention to its texture, smell the raisin, and as I'm looking at this, I said, this is crazy.
2: So you do know how
1: to help. Absolutely. I said, I have wasted a lot of money. I dropped a lot of coins on this first. However, I was at a point of, in, in my, the way I felt, uh-huh. when you're trying to help your child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Forget about how, you know, when your child is in help. Right. And you feel that you have to do whatever you need to do to help your child. Exactly. Because if you don't, yeah. you can see the damage that might happen to your child. Right. That's where I was at. Right, right. And so I so I said, okay. After I got over it, this is crazy. I said, if this is gonna help my son, yeah. I'll hold the raisin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I have Yeah. Did, and did that, like Dr. Sears asked, And at the end of that session, one of the patients said this was the first time they had ever thought about anything other than their pain," And that touched me. Yeah, and I thought there's something here because that little simple lazy took a focus off of themselves into something that decrease their anxiety because when their attention is, is off of the pain, whether it's mental or physical, then your adrenaline decreases. You know, the, the cortisol that cortisol decreases. I love that story. You know, yeah. Thank you for telling me. Oh that. sure, yeah. So when you were saying that you would to be a therapist. And you they understand, it. <laughs> you know just how I, it felt. Exactly. And so I'm amazed I can understand I can also understand why people hesitate are hesitant about using mindfulness. because but let people to let people know that's a normal process. Maybe it's normal when we're f- first starting that. You right. Know, this this is weird. This feels it, uncomfortable. Right. This is different.
2: Right. At the at the very beginning, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, you're really onto something.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so how, how is how is your practice now as far as using mindfulness and. The skills that you use in your toolbox uh well i have
2: to use it often i'm i'm very very far from a perfect person i'm extremely far away from you know i get up every i'm a good hearted person i get up every morning i say i want to do my best i want to treat people as kindly as possible i mean i have good intentions but i'm a human i live here on planet earth and I mean, every day I'll run into situations where I have to, um, I realize I'm having an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. And I'm never, being a, being a lawyer, I learned really quickly that emotions don't serve you well in court. Mm-hmm. So I'm a very caring person, so it's hard to shut that off and just go in like with a surgeon's attitude, just this is the job, this is the mission, mm-hmm. go in. Doo-doo-doo. But you actually think better when you can think clearly. So in the courtroom, you have to develop that that skill. Yeah. But every every almost every day, I have to use it and uh, soothe myself. Sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's fear. Um, for for fear, the the problem, as I'm sure you are well aware, the problem is that you don't your body stops listening to you yeah. <laughs> yeah you are begging your body look i will get you anything <laughs> you want a new purse i got the money i will get it for you you want a free to <laughs> pie after this is over you just gotta sit your butt there in that chair the judge is that you may not run there is not a bear behind you i swear I sh- if you embarrass me one more time i swear where I'm going to kick your butt when I get out of here, but your body just stops listening to you, so all the things you had before that could, you know, yeah. you, you were in control, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. suddenly not, and, and I don't know if yeah. people are going to resonate with this or not, maybe it hasn't happened yet, but you yeah. reach a point where yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. nothing is working, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, you you know, the adrenaline is pumping, your heart is racing, your poor Body, I guess we have like this little tiny brain in the back that is helpful if there really was a bear trying to kill us. Yeah, because you know, yeah, we yeah, would have yeah. the adrenaline
1: to run that, out. That, you know, that, that fight, flight, yes. or freeze. Yes. That is yes. real. Yes. Fight, flight, yeah. or freeze. Yeah. It's yeah. very strong. Yeah, <laughs> very, 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 very strong. Right. So,
2: so what? What I'm able. Thank goodness, what I'm able now, when everything else fails, <laughs> if you can stop. Yourself from taking in too much oxygen. So everything in your brain is telling you you're dying. There's a bear behind you. There's a gun to your head. You know this is this is real. This is happening. Take in a lot of oxygen. Mm. So I just have to I do the ten. While I'll count back from from ten and force myself to take in a slow, measured breath and let it out and that instantly is very helpful mm. it, it's it's horrible i mean yeah. i really have so much sympathy i'm almost glad that i have had these experiences though because if i knew someone that was having a panic attack i probably would have all these awful thoughts about them if it hadn't happened to me like oh what's wrong with them or you know oh maybe they're crazy or something so I'm i'm almost glad that I've had these experiences as hard as they are mm-hmm. because then I really understand you know I really know this literally feels like you're dying you
1: and know? so you're so your mindfulness practicing in that respect is like you're showing empathy yes it's and not I'm, sympathy is it's you're you you're looking at yourself from an outside point of view so to speak oh, and so you're that's a good point you're you're looking at so you see how mm-hmm. things are re- responding and when you see other people responding, right, you can identify. It's like, so much so, and so then that causes a non-judgment approach, right? A non not a non-harmful judgment approach, because right. as your body is telling you that there's there may be a bear, there may be danger, right? <clears throat> On the other side, you're saying, "No, we're going to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to ignore the bear. <laughs> we're going to breathe," and. and um, uh, in my in nursing, yeah. you know, nursing is everywhere. You know, you can yes. see I things. I loved what you
2: will you say what you said earlier because I loved that that um, sometimes it's almost like the world
1: needs a nurse. Yeah, um, I had mentioned to Shannon earlier before we started our broadcast um, that <clears throat> from a nursing point of view, as an as a nurse, you know, I see things. I see the world as a patient. Right, you know, as, I love that. As, uh, and so, um, Shannon had asked me, do I see uh, how terrible the world is and, and, uh, or am I in a bubble? And so, from a nursing perspective, you know, a lot of times we see patients coming in at their absolute worst. Most people don't want to come into a medical facility or urgent care there's something something triggered something to get them there and so uh you know you you you're you're taught and you're trained and you train yourself to respond to find out what is going on so that you can help the patient (laughs) and if if, as a nurse, you allow yourself to get anxious, you can't help your patient. Oh, it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're freaking out, <laughs> and yeah. your patient is freaking out, nothing gets help. Right. So, so you know, there's a lot of self-talk, calming down, yeah. and um, taking a breath. That with nursing, what we have to do, is we really have to learn how to take care of ourselves a little bit better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's good. It's yeah, a good point. Yeah, because we you know, we see we see the world in a situation that we um, sometimes we, we tend to be super rescuers, you know, and and we don't take care of ourselves. That's
2: beautiful. So
1: and I think it's from
2: such a place of love though. Everything you yeah, do is from such a place of
1: love. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I think that's the nursing profession. Uh-huh. You know, and, and legally I could not be a lawyer. I just couldn't. I mean What part I of it? The- I I you're serving people yes and and so as um, we as a nurse we serve people from um, the health standpoint and I think lawyers serve people from a social standpoint you know they're socially threatened and so your responses and your training is to guide that situation through the legal system to um, help them benefit their lives and for safety from uh, so nursing you know you see someone threatened from a health standpoint right and for their for the sake of their life, you're trying to help them stay here right now in this world at the best level of care and help that they can be
2: interesting Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know you as well as you know you, but from what I see, you'd be an amazing lawyer,
1: (laughs) and we need you. (laughs) That world could really use somebody like you,
2: everything you bring, you
1: know. Maybe we could bring mindfulness into your Yes,
2: (laughs) mission. (laughs) I understand the assignment.
1: (laughs) Well, I I want to say thank you so much, Shannon. This is so awesome. Thank you. I loved.
2: I've always wanted to talk more with you. You're an amazing person. You're doing an
1: amazing thing. Uh,
2: Bless every part of this mission that you're on. Oh, thank you. Anything I could ever, ever, ever do, I would be so honored to help in any way.
1: Maybe we can talk about how to bring mindfulness into your community. Yes, please. Even as a small group we just talk about it yes yeah anything
2: (laughs) okay everybody you well thank you i enjoyed talking so much i forgot if if you were there (laughs) i'm sure you're lovely people (laughs) thank you so much and have a great day
0: (laughs) be sure and pick up a copy of ertha's new book tab mindfulness awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world it's not just an ordinary coloring book It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab mindfulness. Awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.